Welcome to the 86th episode of Downtown Podcast. Today, we have Jairus. Hello, hello. 86 episodes going strong. Yeah, man. Um, Alisa's out this week, so it'll just be mm-hmm. you and I holding down the fort. But course, this is the first dude. podcast of 2019, which is super awesome. Hey, I feel very, very happy to be a part of the first podcast for the 2019 year because 2019 is going to be a good year. Oh, yeah. Good year for gaming. We have a lot of things planned. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, seriously. So much on the plate right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we both know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so today we have friend of the podcast, com- uh, composer, award-winning composer, Jairus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot about that award, actually. <laughs> Uh, so yes, always great, yeah, yeah. Always great to have you on, man. Thanks for coming on. Of course, thanks for inviting me. As always, I always appreciate being part of the the podcast. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sweet, sweet. So mm-hmm. to kind of get into the groove of things, what are you playing right now? Um, let's see, oh, dude. Of course, I mean. So this game is pretty obvious for a lot of people that they're playing right now. I actually played it with Jeremy when I went over a few times. Uh, <laughs> we've been playing a lot of Smash Ultimate. Yep. It has it has brought back a lot of... It, it's honestly really fun. I, I love it. I've always loved Smash. But the cool thing about it is that a lot of friends that I may not have talked to for a while that I have played Smash with previously have started hitting me up again just so we can hang out and play Smash. So I, I love it. There's a lot of cool things that happen because of Smash. Um, there's that. And... Whenever I get the chance to, I like playing Super Mario Party. <laughs> yeah, those are um, definitely two different games that'll either bring people together or tear them apart, especially oh, oh, with yes. uh, Mario Party. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really funny because the games that I, I find myself enjoying the most now are the more social and party games. <laughs> like Smash Bros. seems to be a, a good social game in the sense that you play with people and then you're like, you can get right into it and then you can easily just get out of it and then just talk to whoever you're playing with and then there's also with super mario party you're just partying it and then getting mad at other people (laughs) it's it's fun i like both of those games um but i i feel like i've been enjoying those more late recently rather than full-on like adventures and stories i think uh i think i just have time for like really short snippets of gameplay and then just after that i just go back to doing whatever else yeah, I um I totally get where you're coming from. There's this whole phase of like going through games where you feel like you want to just be alone and play a single player long form story or you know, sometimes you want to be social and have a bunch of people in the same room and play a game together. I've mm-hmm. gushed and gushed over how Smash Ultimate is probably the best Smash game ever in um in a previous podcast and I also was talking very highly about Super Mario Party and how I think it's probably the best mario party game in a long time so Mm -hmm. these games are definitely meant to be played with people in the same room so you could kind of see the person that you're going to destroy or the person that (laughs) you're going to shoot that blue shell at if you're playing mario kart or Mm -hmm. stuff like that so i think that i too feel the same as you when it comes to like a lot of these party games where if i don't have a lot of time it's always fun to play these things in short bursts and then you know just like move on to something else but um yeah for for myself personally, and I'll get into it later, a lot of like single player story games are still deep within my playlist, and I'm trying to complete a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're playing Smash and and Mario Party, kind of, yes. kind of Mario Party, but more Smash, I think. <laughs> yeah, more Smash, way more Smash. Um, what else are you there playing? Are other, um, 
like I said, more of the social games. Like I had Overcooked, <laughs> Overcooked Two, because of you. Um, <laughs> and it's a fun. It's a it's a great game. It's really fun. I love playing with a bunch of people, but it does get stressful. If people are not capable, you do end up getting stressed and stressed out at them, <laughs> and they end up getting stressed in turn. It's a really fun game. I really enjoy, it, and I really enjoy getting mad at other people. <laughs> You're playing the second one, you said. Yeah, I, I got it because of you. Because I think okay. the night that we ended up playing Overcooked, that very, um, like, I think a few days after that, Overcooked 2 was out. And I was like, oh, sh- this was the game that I remember Jeremy was talking about. I was like, yeah. I'll buy it. And then I was like, fuck, this game's great. Do you want to know the sad thing? What's that? I played that game by myself because nobody wanted to play with oh, me. Oh, you told me. You, I could have played with you. Did you have it on Switch or on PS4? I have it on Switch. The oh. Overcooked 2. God, you gotta bring it over. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll play with you. I haven't played the second one yet. I, okay, I, I I'm get definitely to play gonna it. bring it over. Dude, yeah. you wanna know the single player for that is you bring one Joy-Con, or yep, the, your, your individual Joy-Cons are one player. So then you can switch off to the other person and just play with, by yourself. What it's the so hell? How do, you, how do you do that? Well, first of all, I'm impressed I'll that you could you. do that. I'll show you next time. It's actually really sad. Like when I was playing it by myself, I was like, man, I'm playing a co op game with myself i was like this is pretty this is another level of sadness you know what it's fine i've I played having fun i've played fun. i've played mario party super mario party on the switch by myself just to unlock characters so i know exactly Dude, how you feel you know what mario party is fun well okay overcooked fun as well but yeah, yeah. okay never mind you you understand you get i it. do i do i have both mm-hmm. um other than that there have been, there are some games on the backlog like some single player games like i have uh, Dragon Quest that I need to finish, Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, that one's really fun. I actually like it, but I just haven't gotten around to finishing it. I just put it on the back burner. Um, there's also Persona Three Four that my friend lent me for from his on his PS, PS Vita. He lent me his PS Vita as well. Um, that's also on the back burner. It's just those games are so long, man. Uh, yeah. I just don't want to invest too much time into it. I was into it, but it's just like after after having taken such a long break, I'm just like I don't need to go back to this right away. Yeah, oh, something like that. What about you? Well, what games are you playing? What games are you are you currently engaged in? Well, that's a great question, Jairus. So, <laughs> my brother got me a game for Christmas on Steam, Ooh, and I you. actually beat it in seven hours. <laughs> So it's a uh, Dinosaur Hunter game. It's called Carnivore's Dinosaur Hunter Reborn. Now, for those that are unfamiliar with the franchise, it was created in 1998 or 7, 1997 or 1998, by this company called Wizardworks. And the whole premise of the game is that you're a hunter in the future and you you're like some spaceships find this planet that's covered with dinosaurs and they charge people, really rich people, to go out there and hunt them and kill them. So you're essentially playing the rich dentist hunter that goes out to this dinosaur planet and starts killing dinosaurs. There, that's just like the generic story. There isn't. It's only in the the game manual. There is no story to it. At its core, it's a hunting game. You hunt animals. You get different guns and you go out into the wilderness and you hunt animals. So, um, my brother got me the the uh, the remake of the first game. And it's called Carnivore's Dinosaur Hunter Reborn. And it's, unlike its predecessor, it's got high-res graphics because it was released in 2015, but ported over to the computer um, from the PS3. So it's pretty much similar to the 1998 version, but just um, a bit more modern, I'd say. That, mm-hmm. the, the previous mechanics of the game were a little bit dated, but this one, 
Um, it just definitely feels like it's a, a modern shooter-esque kind of game. Um, I beat in seven hours because it's a really short game and it doesn't really take much to play it. There's a lot of replay yeah. value in that you can just go back and do all the hunts over again with different guns. There's like three different guns. There's a rifle, a crossbow, and a sniper rifle. The first one is loud, the second one is silent, and the third one is like super loud. Um, in the previous game, in the first game, there's a, there's a lot more carnivores. There's like a velociraptors, there's T-Rexes, Spinosaurus, uh, Spinosaurus, and this game there's only two predators. So your chances of surviving are pretty high, depending on mm-hmm. how you know, or just like depending on what the game teaches you and how to kill these predators. So it's it's pretty fun, I'd say, in that respect. But I got all the achievements on Steam. I'm pretty, which I'm pretty proud of. <laughs> in seven hours. Yeah, in seven hours, which is great. And That's I, I really fast. I brought I bought my brother a dinosaur game as well. This is prior to him buying me a dinosaur based game. I bought him Jurassic World Evolution, and it's a okay. parks sim. Like you build your own Jurassic Park. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, I should say Jurassic World since it's based on the newer movies. There was a game before this called Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, and it's basically it's a very long name. Yeah, exactly. Some people call it JPOG for short. Um, yeah, it, I have that game. I'm staring at it right now. I still have it in the box. <laughs> it's a. Uh, uh, you might JPOG. I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's also a park simulation game where you can build your own Jurassic Park. But this one is more of a build your own Jurassic World. And I bought him that. I don't think he's played it yet. But I know that it'll that game will take a lot more than seven hours to beat. So. Oh yeah. I'm I hoping mean, that he. A, yeah. Tycoon kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's like five different islands and there's like all these different game modes you could play and so yeah, it's a lot it's a bigger game because it came out earlier last year. And mm-hmm. um it's something that I I hope that he that he likes a lot. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going on a tangent. That's a game that I already beat. So there's several <laughs> games that I'm playing right now. One of them is Okami, Okami HD. Have you heard oh, of that? For Switch, right? Yeah, I got that uh, on Black Friday. Yeah, I remember you you mentioned that. I have never actually played it, and it looks gorgeous though. Yeah, it's a it came out in 2006 on the PS2. Mm-hmm. Um so this is more of a remaster if anything. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, it's beautiful. It's it's gorgeous on the Switch and I think that you would really like this game, Jairus. It's wow. <laughs> one of my friends told me that um the one of the reasons I would like it is because of the music and then i haven't listened to any of the music yet so i'm waiting to play it and check it out i'd say there's also the arts yes yes both of those things and definitely the music to your friend's Mm -hmm. point i don't think you should go online and listen to any of the music yet you should just play the game and just bathe (laughs) in all in the whole soundtrack because it's gotta bathe in the the okami yeah um, the the art style is really was it's traditional japanese and all that stuff but yeah 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 like do you know? Do you remember? Do you know the specific art style or like what it was called or anything like that? Um, I I don't know the term. It just mm-hmm. looks cell shaded, not like yeah. well, Wind Waker cell shaded, but like more, like yeah, like you mentioned, tradition traditional Japanese art styles. But it's like more, the the brush pen. Oh, it's like um calligraphy, right? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. akin it to that. There's a lot of kanji in the game, and mm-hmm. so. I, I definitely the characters in the world builds off of that whole brush stroke technique. Mm-hmm. I really want to play it. It seems like a very cool. It's like a deity kind of thing. You're playing as a a deity, right? The yeah, you play Kami. as the sun god Amaterasu. There you go. And it's ah, oh, it's so cool. I'm 
uh, there's a reason why I I can't beat it yet. It's because I'm juggling like five different games at once right now. But um, yeah, Okami is definitely on the list. I'm I don't know how far I am into the game. I just know that I'm like six hours in, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to beat that soon. But I don't want to rush it. When it comes to games, I don't want to rush everything because I want to enjoy the experience of playing yeah. it so I can remember it. Because there's a lot of games I've played, especially last year, and I don't remember exactly what happened during those games. I can tell you that I started it and that I beat it, and then that's it. But I have yeah. a question for you. Yeah. How how do you play multiple games? I mean, I know you you stop and you play something else, but I, I don't know. Like, for me, I've always... Before I play a different game, I have to finish something. But for me, like, I mean, I'm... I understand that I mentioned earlier that I... I stopped some certain games yeah but when i stop them i don't go back to like i don't go back to one another like i, I don't like like i stopped dragon quest and then i stopped persona 4 right but then i don't go back to dragon quest start it up again and stop and go back to persona 4 or stop or start it up again and stop i go back to it and then I, i'll finish it and then i'll go back or I'll go to the next one you do you know what i'm saying yeah i know um, exactly what you're saying because that was me last year and that's why i don't think i completed mm-hmm. enough games last year yeah um, i'm not trying to like beat a record or anything it's more like i just feel like i need to play more games and just yeah no it's, yeah it's just for me i'm just trying to understand like how uh how does that how do you how do you make it work well where you to, like play multiple games at once to your point yeah it's it's playing something and stopping and like playing something for an hour stopping playing another game for another hour stopping going back to the first game and mm-hmm. i actually don't like that i'm i'm testing it i've been testing it since the beginning of this month and um oh, like okay. nine days in and i really don't oh, so like this, this. recent yeah yeah that that's why i'm playing five games at once is because i'm trying to test if i like this so far mm-hmm. and so far i don't so i'm probably gonna <laughs> just play something and and stop it because with me, it's I don't know how Elisa does it, but I know Elisa does play simultaneous games. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, she plays multiple game, multiple games at one time. And for but mm-hmm. for me, it's like when she was playing two games, I would only be playing one game. At least that's how I put it together in my mind last year. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, for myself, I whenever I start a game. There are segments where I'm like, oh, this is so boring. I wish I could be playing something else. And that actually happened when I was playing Okami. I was like, man, I feel like shooting something. So I pulled up my computer, booted up Steam, and I was like, oh, Insurgency. I haven't played that in a while. Insurgency is a military shooter. There's no story. It's just a multiplayer-only game. You can hop into a match, play it, and it's done. It's like Counter-Strike, but a little bit more um, brutal, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I was playing that for a good, like, three hours, and I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? I'm, I feel like I'm wasting my time. I could be progressing in a story, but I'm playing yeah. this shooter game. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I was like, oh, this kind of makes me feel a little bit better about mm-hmm. playing m- multiple games because it's kind of like a stress reliever for me. Definitely shooters right now are, are stress relievers, and they've kind of always been since yeah. um, I grew up playing a lot of shooting games, Wolfenstein, Quake, Doom. Um, and so... Playing a shooting game on PC definitely makes me feel less stressed out when I'm playing another game or just, like, less stressed out about life in general. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I I got distracted, and then I'm like, oh, damn, I need to go back and play another game. And so yeah. that leads into this other game that I found out recently that was on PC because I thought about it. I don't know why I thought about it, but there's this game called Total Overdose, A Gunslinger's Tale in Mexico. It's so (laughs) it's a mouthful. It's a really long title. So it's a third person shooter game. And you basically Uh play the brother of this DEA cop 
that you're pretending to be your brother, basically, and you're going on this mission to defeat this drug lord in uh, in Mexico. It's an open-world third-person shooter game that was open made world. in 2005. And the reason Ooh. why I know about this game is because I used to subscribe to PlayStation Magazine, and oh the magazines the magazines came with demo discs. And oh, you're right. Yeah, and so I, totally I remember the. About that. Oh yeah, dude. I remember on the game on the discs there was King Kong, Peter Jackson's King Kong the demo. There was Black. It was a shooter. It was like one of the first shooters on the PS2 that could have like destructible environments and um, Total Overdose. And I remember playing Total the Total. Uh, I remember playing the Total Overdose <laughs> demo the most yes. because it's just a badass game. So there's a lot of like, really? Yeah. It's a third person shooter, as I mentioned before, and you can have like two guns, you can have like two shotguns, two pistols. You do all these like crazy matrix wall flips, wall runs, and okay. you can do things in slow motion. You can like hop out of a car, pull out your guns and start shooting dudes. Like it's, it's pretty cool. It's, mm. And, and plus the opening song is kind of catchy. So <laughs> I remember that game for some reason. I don't know why I had this spark of like, like, a memory jog and i was like oh my god total overdose i so i looked it up on good old games i was like oh my god they have it on good old games and so now i have total overdose and i'm playing that along with okami insurgency and t- three other games and so the other three games i'm playing are shenmue technically shenmue one and two um, oh yeah i was about to say i've heard a lot about that i've been seeing a lot of news for the shenmue shenmue three yeah, so the the reason behind that is because it's supposed to come out in August of this year. And so <laughs> Shenmue 3 has been in development hell since 2001 or 2002, whenever the you second game came out. No, I'm not. So the like first... Final Fantasy 15 levels of development. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to give you some context, Jairus, Shenmue is a third-person adventure game that's action adventure game it has action segments think mm-hmm. of uh, how do i explain this have you ever played the yakuza series do you, you know about the yakuza series i probably told you about this before you've, you've played it with uh with me around so i'm familiar with it i've, I've yeah. seen gameplay so think of shenmue as a precursor to yakuza because i believe that the creators of yakuza were inspired by the shenmue series you're this guy named ryo hazuki and you're trying to f- avenge your father because there's this Chinese dude that killed your father, and now you're trying to find this Chinese dude all over this part of Japan. And it takes place in 1986. So you kind of get a look at to what Japan was like back in that era, which is kind of cool because it's it's kind of like true to life in a sense where there's a convenience store playing old music, like all the labels look really old. Um, the clothing that they wear is pretty um, defining of that era. Um, and... The game itself takes place in this really like sleepy part of Japan uh, near Yokosuka. Yokosuka. It's uh, near an American military base. Okay. Uh, So when it was released in the U.S. in 1999, the first game was released in 1999, it had the highest budget of any video game ever at the time. I think it was like $46 million, $42 million, something around that ballpark range. Yeah, for a single video game because there was motion capture, kind of. There was, um, <laughs> there was like you know vo- everything was voiced. Uh, there were cutscenes. There were like all there like there's like different music tracks. All Did it break even. Uh, I I don't think so. I think they undersold, but it gained a cult following. But and they still made a second game. And this is when mm-hmm. Sega had the Dreamcast. So both of these games oh, came out of the Dreamcast at the time. 
I never played them on the Dreamcast back then. This is actually my first time playing the Shenmue games. Okay. So how how are they so far? They're dated, definitely dated. But, <laughs> but it's fun. No, I, I, like for thirty bucks, you get like over sixty hours of content, and you really can't mm. beat that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, the game can be played in four three ratio, kind of like as it was before. The oh con- wow! The controls CRTVs. are uh, yeah, exactly. The controls are um, um, more modern. They they changed the controller layout. They made it so good. that I guess you could save whenever you want, stuff like that. Good, good, good. That's a that's a really good quality of life change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm pretty invested in the story, just like how I'm invested in Okami and Total mm-hmm. Overdose. So there's a mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm trying to beat the first one and go on to the second one before the third one comes out this year. And um, so the third one was announced in 2015 at E3, and there was a Kickstarter campaign that was also revealed where you can donate uh, to the to the development of the game and i believe since then since august 2018 they've they've raised um 18 million dollars oh wow yeah so they they reached their milestone of six million dollars with like under in under eight hours as soon as it was announced there was a kickstarter for the third game and mind you this game resonated with a lot of people not just in japan but in the u.s and so when it was revealed that there was a shenmue 3 coming out like people lost their shit and Mm -hmm that's why it was funded in under eight hours because people love Shenmue and that's insane. I've yeah, it's insane. And so, yeah, I, I'd highly recommend you check it out. It's on PS4. Um, you can definitely ch- see it there. I think it's like still 30 bucks and it's, it's a, it's a pretty good deal for that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, plus you get two games for the price of one, which is nice. Um, uh, <laughs> that's always a good, that's a steal. Oh, totally. Totally. So the reason why there's a lot of buzz about it is, is because it's supposed to come out this year. And also, when there's a trailer revealed last year, people were criticizing it because the engine looks really crappy and the the graphics kind of look like they were built on like a PS3. So yeah. people were kind of up in arms about that. But personally, I think that kind of adds to the charm of the game since they didn't really remake or remaster. Well, sorry, they did remaster. They didn't remake um, the old Shenmue games. They were just like, oh, um, we're just gonna port it over to the PS4 from like using Dreamcast graphics. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll I'll play it still because I've never played it before, and I actually really like the story so far and the characters and the game itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so the other two games that I'm playing are Turok. Oh God! I've heard <laughs> on on PC, it's also a dinosaur play. It's a dinosaur hunting game in a way. I'm sensing a lot of dinosaurs. Look, uh, man, you, you into dinosaurs? <laughs> you, uh, do you like Yoshi? He's a dinosaur. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing Turok. I. It's giving me a headache because there's a lot Why of running around. What's mm-hmm. that? Why is it giving you a headache? There's. A, it's a first person game. Mm-hmm. It. It's there's a lot of running around and the game kind of moves at a, a semi brisk pace, and mm-hmm. so when I'm turning and looking at things like it it kind of distorts it since I I adjusted the FOV the field of view to be a lot higher because I prefer a higher FOV in games so I can kind of see what's all around me, but for this game since it's a little bit older, the FOV is kind of weird so I'm kind just like bad. yeah and when I, I when I turn everything looks kind of strange so I'm still trying to figure out a sweet spot for it but. That's okay. I'm considering putting Turok on hold while I beat the other games because I think playing five games at once is just too much. Yeah, I think Turok could be on hold. Are, is this like a remaster or is it like the same old, same old? It's a remaster. 
Okay. It's so using it looks like better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's using like so, the N64 graphics, but it looks a lot better now. Okay. I'm curious. Yeah, I've, I've never I've always seen it, but I never got it cuz I didn't know what the hell it was. And at the time, I think that was on N64, right? Yes. Yeah, at the time the only games I would get were like I don't know, strictly Nintendo games. Yeah, no, I feel it. Like when it comes to Nintendo consoles, you kind of just want to play the first party games. Yeah, like Super Mario Party, or I mean Super Mario 64, my bad. Super yeah. Mario 64, Legend of Zelda Queen of Time, or Star Fox. Star Fox was one of my favorite old ones, dude. Yeah, I still have that cartridge, I think, somewhere. It's, it's so good. Um, but yeah, is, those are the main games that you're playing right now? And the last one is Horizon Zero Dawn, which I've definitely <gasps> put on hold. Oh, you put that on? I oh, I wanted to play that. I really wanted to play that, but I instead had Breath of the Wild, so I opted for that. Yeah, people are saying that Horizon Zero Dawn is the Breath of the Wild for the PS4. Mm-hmm. And I think it is, to be honest. Like, you're a girl with a bow and arrow, and you're in this open world where if you could see it, you can go to it. Mm-hmm. Also, the game has robot dinosaurs. So yeah, you can I tell there's a theme. That... <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't know, uh, Jeremy really enjoys dinosaurs. It's actually my brother that loves dinosaurs. This just happened to me. <laughs> just no, no, it's okay. You're just unleashing your your newfound fetish. It's okay. Yeah, you know what? Just gotta love dinosaurs. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh dinosaurs. I mean, <laughs> our our newfound uh, thing is also dinosaur related. So uh, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> oh, you know very well. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. But um, that's good. That's good. So you, those are all the games that you you've been focusing on. Uh, yes. To finish and all yes. That. Okay, and you're making me try to think on other games that I'm gonna be playing or that I am playing. I'm only oh, one of the games that we played recently is that um, my brother had had acquired the Xbox One recently. I think I told you that. Um, he got an Xbox One for like ninety five dollars. Yes, yeah. And then the one, the only game that we got on it was the Master Chief Collection, and that is by far that is. Man, Halo is such a good game, <laughs> especially for nostalgia. I love it. Ah, uh, yeah, dude. I, I, uh, I, I mentioned this to you before, but I played the original two Halos on the Xbox on my cousin's Xbox, and I played Halo Three on my friend's Xbox 360, and I played the other Halos, just all the other Halos on the Xbox 360. I didn't play mm-hmm. the Xbox One version, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just um. I had a history with that game because that was, I think I was always a Nintendo person. And then after a while, I kind of decided, hey, I'm going to try to play something else. And I got an Xbox and I played Halo and I fucking loved it. Then I got Halo 2 when it came out. And then I eventually went to Halo 3 and then Halo 4. And oh my God, dude, it's, it was great. And so when I was able to play with my brother, we were just like going over nostalgia because we did our, the co-op before and we're just going like, oh man, this is great because the Master Chief Collection has the upgraded graphics for Halo, and then Halo Two, Halo Three is the same because I think that was already a good, uh, pretty decent engine, and then Halo Four was like the best engine, and I think that's what they reused or they kind of redid for Halo Two, or they utilized for Halo Two, the same engine as Halo Four. Um, but yeah, we were going through it, and we we like sped through the campaign really easy, and then we did it on Legendary. Oh man, it's 
it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I really enjoy that we have the Xbox One. And then I also watch like Crunchyroll on there now instead of my PS4. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's so cool. So you can play. <laughs> I know. I I do want to come over and play. I oh, uh, I'll bring you over so we can play some Halo Two together. Mm. Dude, yes. I I've always wanted to play the Halo Two Master Chief Collection version since Blue Point mm. did such a good job with the cutscenes and just the overall like remaster of everything because oh, it looks so good. Seriously, the the cutscenes in Halo Two. I was watching my brother play, um, and then I was checking out some of the cutscenes, and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, this looks amazing. It's like Halo Four cutscenes, but then it's like a notch up. Yeah. And like the like the way they talk, like the, the mouths go perfectly with everything. Like oh my god, like they looks like real people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so tell me your history. Tell me your history with the Halo franchise. And I'm asking because whenever someone mentions Halo, they had to have had an Xbox or a PC to play it. Because mm-hmm. th- as everyone knows, the original Halos were on PC up until a certain point. Um, mm-hmm. So for me. I actually found out about Halo at a PC store that was um, a couple towns away from me, and the store was called Comp USA. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever heard of the store. Never heard of it. It's a basically a fries. You can go there. There's a bunch of like oh, video games. Fries. Yeah, you could like build your own computer with all the parts there. But this is like 2000. This is like the year 2000. So everything is like as it was then. You know, like the best thing you're gonna get is like. 256 kilobytes of ram or something i don't know but but uh so the xbox was there and this is shortly before halo was released so it had to be like 2001 um i remember there was an xbox sitting there you know like it's there's like a tv above it it's like plugged in there's like the two controllers sticking out uh you know in like that plastic the plastic casing yeah you know exactly like yeah yeah so there were two xbox controllers there right and then we started playing and this this worker comes up to us and he's like oh did you guys know you could play co-op we're like can you show us how to do it he's like sure so he went back to the menu and set it so that we could play co-op and this map i believe was the uh, silent cartographer map from halo one which is still my favorite map to this day (laughs) yeah no seriously i love that one yeah and um, so my brother and I were playing Halo together. And I was like, oh, my God, this game is awesome. Like, you can play with a friend. Like, you can play the whole game with someone else. Like, this is so cool. And since then, that was the only reason I wanted an Xbox. And to this day, to this day, the only reason I will ever get an Xbox is to play Halo. To get Halo exactly. and to play the shit out of every single Halo from Halo 1 all the way to Halo 5. Mm-hmm. So... um. Yeah, and so after that, I found out my cousin had a modded Xbox. He had a little chipset into it, and oh, he had dude, my cousin too. Yeah, isn't that oh weird? Why do our cousins have Xboxes? So it was the very first Xbox. The Filipinos. I know, right? <laughs> and um, he had four controllers, obviously, and he had all these downloaded games onto his hard drive. I was like, oh my dude, god, we gotta right? play. Yeah, I was like, how do you do that? And so, and so, I've always wanted his specific Xbox. I didn't want anyone else's modern... I didn't want my own modern <laughs> Xbox. I wanted his specific Xbox. Um, Dude, I feel it. And then... Um, so he had Halo 1. He had, and we beat that. Like, my brother and I just, like, shut ourselves in one, during a family party one time. We spent, like, five hours playing Halo 1 and we beat it. And then we Dude. played Halo 2 the next time we saw him. And then mm-hmm. my cousin's like, oh my god, check this out. I have all these Halo 2 maps. So he had all these Halo 2 multiplayer maps with mods. Like, imagine having a sword... 
Yeah. Imagine having the sword, the, the the energy sword, and you can aim it at someone from across the map in Blood Gulch, and it'll the, the little thing will turn red, and you'll just like lunge forward from one side of the map to no. the other. Imagine playing, like imagine playing a map and meteors start falling and they'll kill you if they hit you. Like Wait, what? Imagine playing a map with only rockets and every rocket shoots five rockets, like. Okay, you have no clue how upset I am that you got to play this and I didn't. Yeah. We had we had the modded thing, but then we didn't have it modded like that. He just had the chipped Xboxes. Yeah. Like I don't know how he had all these modded maps, but like he had a modded Halo 2 multiplayer map pack. Like every single map was modded. There were also like unique maps, which was pretty cool. I was like, oh my god, I was so astounded by all this. It was so cool. Man, fuck you. <laughs> that sounds so fun. Five rockets coming out of a rocket launcher. Yeah. Dude, I yep. can only picture that. Just, well, just total mayhem. I'll, if my cousin ever does come to SF and I keep asking him to come, I'll ask him to bring his Xbox and I'll ask you to come over too so that we can you can live the memories that I did. <laughs> oh, man, that would be great. Yeah, dude. So, so I'll tell you that thing that you mentioned about the modded Xbox with the chip. Yep. Um, yeah. There were, I think it was a Thanksgiving or a Christmas uh, party, and there was not only one chipped Xbox. There was four in the household, because my cousins each in like they brought their Xboxes over, and we landed up, and we played a full on sixteen um, uh, Halo Two match. Oh wow! It was. Were you able to do? I'm pretty sure you were able to do sixteen. One of the big maps. Yeah. It. It was. Yeah. There was the map on Halo 2, which was underground, and it was, like, the biggest map there. Um, oh, so, yeah. I don't so remember we the name. That. Uh, I don't remember either, but I just remember having, so like, a fucking blast, dude. It was so fucking... We had four people, like, obviously we're in teams and all that stuff, um, like, celled up in different rooms. But you can hear, because, like, we had such a big fucking family where, like, not only were we able to have, like, full-on like four people in each room but there was all the other people as an audience members and it was just like oh god that game that fucking game dude that had so that was a lot of fucking fun in my childhood that's so I, cool I, I enjoyed the party the like full-on party brawls and stuff like that but i also like you mentioned i enjoyed doing the co-op the co-op was the greatest part of it i could play with my brothers instead of fighting against them <laughs> like, yeah on a daily basis already so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it, it's just it's fun it's hectic and i remember doing stupid stuff with them like on legendary where we were like oh there's too many people in this room so um let's see uh, i would throw like a plasma grenade on my brother and tell him to run inside their room <laughs> <laughs> what the and, hell yeah it was just like kamikazes it was, it was great um oh wow but but uh, he, it didn't work, so we stopped doing that eventually. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So your first exposure to Halo was through your cousin's modded Xbox? Um, my first expo- No, that was Halo 2, my bad. My first exposure to Halo was when my cousins had it, and then he was like, hey, do you guys want to play this? And I was like, uh, what is it? It's, like, it's a shooting game. Me and my uh, cousin played it, and he's like, oh, you guys can do like split screen or co-op. And I was like, okay. So we were going through, we were playing it, and I was like, oh my god, this game is so fucking fun. Um, and the story was cool, Master Chief was badass, the voice actor is fucking awesome. Um, we didn't actually get to finish it because I had to leave. I was never able to stay long enough to finish the entire campaign. 
until many years later when I finally got an Xbox and then I was able to play through with my brothers and all that stuff. So yeah, nice. it's, it's, I've had a lot of good memories with that game, which is why I was so excited when my brother got the Master Chief Collection. Oh, so cool. That's awesome, mm-hmm. dude. I, uh, I if, if that collection ever did come on PC, because there's been like rumors about the Master Chief Collection coming on PC eventually, um, mm-hmm. I would probably buy it in a heartbeat because I just <laughs> want to play Halo on PC. But for the most part, yeah, I mean, I'll have to stick to going to a friend's house and playing Halo somewhere on their Xbox because that's how I've always done it. I've never owned an Xbox. I, know, I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always either went to my cousin's place or he brought the Xbox over to our like grandma's house during family parties and we would play it there. Or I'd go over to a friend's house and play Halo that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm Halo is definitely one of my favorite all-time shooters. And I, and I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I love shooting games. I love first-person yeah. shooters. So Halo is definitely on my top tier list. I remember people at the time were like, oh, do you like Halo more or Call of Duty? I'm like, I like Halo more. Yeah, dude, Halo is so much better. I'm just very upset with where Halo's going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfor- unfortunately, it's no longer in good hands. And I think they're going to yeah. do like a, some subscription-based Halo game or something like that. Um, do you remember hearing about that? Yeah, I did hear about that. I'm, I'm just really sad that 343 is doing that because, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't want to say it, but Halo was definitely better during the Bungie era. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, although I did like Halo 4 only because the the graphic overhaul was like just phenomenal and I just I enjoyed it so much. Um, yeah, me too. Oh, did, you ever, did you ever play Halo Reach? Yeah, so I I played Halo Reach. I beat that whole game with my uh my two housemates at the time. It was just in college when it first came out, and I remember you could play the whole storyline four person co op, uh, local split screen, and we did that, and that was so cool. And um, yeah, I also read the books. I read I read a couple of Halo books. Oh, you read them too? Yeah, I read the books that were out during that time. Like there were only three, and I read all three. Yes, of them. yes, I remember. I read the Fall of Reach. I yep, remember the middle yep. one. And then there was the first strike. I don't remember what the middle one was called. I think it was the flood. Oh yeah, that actually might be it. Yeah, because I do remember seeing Master Chief like doing a cool like pull away, and then there's like flood like. Yep, yep, yep. You know exactly what I'm thinking about. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. I I actually read those. I I really enjoyed those. The Halo lore is really awesome. Yeah, the Halo lore is so cool. I remember. I remember. I was explaining it to my friend, and he was just like kind of lost. He's like, "What's Halo about?" Because he. He like me were like really big Red versus Blue fans. Do you know about oh, that show? Oh, dude, I love yeah. Red versus Blue. So just like the, what's that? I haven't caught up to all of it though. Well, here's the thing. Just like the Halo series itself, it's kind of oh. gotten stale. Oh no! It's because they keep prolonging it, and their motto is: as long as the fans want it, we'll make it. And okay. just like Bungie, the original writer kind of left the series and kind of serves oh, no. more like an executive producer, which means he doesn't really touch it at all. And the series has been swapped off with different writers. There was a point where they had a whole season of different anthology episodes, and there were different writers for every single episode. And so Jeez, the whole point of that season was so that they could pick someone to write the next season and whatever future seasons. And so it honestly, like he's a good writer. I don't think he's right to write for red versus blue. Like, mm-hmm. like there's a certain tone and setting that the characters have to be in in order for the show to work. And right now there's just so many characters and so many different ways to write the characters and so many directions the show could go where it kind of feels like it's gotten to the point where it just, you, it should have died like in season 14, you know? Wait, what? 
there's that many seasons and there's more? They're on 16 right now. Oh my god. I think me and my brother stopped at like season 6. Oh, wow. Shit. Well, good. You on Okay, so my favorites are season 6, 7 and 8. Those are my those are my top 3 because that's when it starts getting like really dramatic and that's when you start revealing that's when the show starts revealing a lot of things. You can actually ro- watch every season of Red versus Blue on Netflix. Wait, it's on Netflix? Yeah, all of it. You're positive Netflix. Yeah. I'm going to go do that then. Uh, yeah. Hold up. This might turn into like a, bit of, a little bit of a spoiler cast for Red vs. Blue now. So, sure. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a warning. If for anyone listening right now, if you watch Red vs. Blue, and like if you haven't seen Red vs. Blue up to a certain point, then uh, don't listen to this. Anyways, spoiler no. starts now. Go ahead. Yes. Um, so for Red vs. Blue, I got up to a point where, what was it? I think it was his name is Church, right? Yeah, Church and Tex were like there. There was actually a really big underlying story going on with them. Yeah, like it, yep. it, it, it like it developed into something really big. And I yep. just remember at one point there was a commander who was in front of a in front of a screen. Yeah, and that screen it was showing a replay that kept on replaying of this one person, and I think that was supposed to be Tex or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just remember there was a there was a voice that was reminiscent of Sheila. I think it was actually her, which was like Commander, like, um, or he was just like just replay the video again. And she's she's like Commander, are you okay? He's like yeah, just replay the video. And I think that was he just keeps on replaying it. And he's like he just knows he's gonna he's gonna die, so he just keeps on replaying. And I think Church was around there. I don't remember exactly, but there there it got really interesting. I think at one point they were in Blood Gulch again, but it was like a church thing where he. Again, for some reason, was re- I think he was revisiting memories, and I'm sorry, I'm getting all over the place. But this is yeah. the season where I had uh, got up to, and I think that's season six, seven. I don't know. Um, do you know? Do you remember? But you, 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 you remember what scene I'm talking about? Though, yeah. Right? What you're describing is actually the end of season ten. Oh, I got much further. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So do you remember? You know that church is the alpha, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, then you're way past that. Yeah, season ten is where. It should have the whole series should have ended, I think, like <laughs> where she's like, like, come on, church, like, let's go. And then he's like, play it again, Sheila. She's like, sir, are you all right? He's like, just play it again. And then like Carolina comes in, Carolina comes in and she puts the pistol down and then he shoots yes. himself. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's season 10. And that's where the show should have ended. Well, technically seasons 11 through 13 are actually really, really good as well. Really? Yeah. And after 13 is when it should have ended for me. Hmm. Damn, I'm gonna have to check this out again. I'm actually really happy that you told me what season it was, so I don't have to rewatch everything. Yeah, no, uh, I I'm glad you remember. Hmm. Damn, thank God, because that was also when they started incorporating more of the animated fights. Yes, that's correct. I that was that was where I started getting really excited at seeing the fight scenes because I remember seeing a few of the trailers that they were giving for Red vs Blue, and it looked way more intense because they were doing the animated fights rather than you know the the machina ma- machinima. Yeah, they would, yeah, machinima. My bad. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. The original machinima, which wasn't bad. It was just really rigid, and you know, after a while, it's not as good as it could be. When and then they finally started doing the 
the fights and I'm like, oh, these are so fucking cool. Yeah, I remember that started with season eight when they started doing the fights, like the, the mm-hmm. like the, the motion capture fights. I was like, oh, it's so awesome, dude. It it was it was really interesting that just through Machinima, right? Machinima. Yeah. Um, through that, they were able to make a compelling story to the point that I would actually follow a lot of it. Like Red vs Blue, like the first few seasons were good. Um, yes. Like Caboose was a really fun intro. Uh, addition to the fucking the cast i love caboose yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dumbass. um but like literally all they're doing is just moving their heads moving around and then going yeah. from map to map and i'm just like how is this interesting i think it was there was a lot of good writing back then yes yes um at one point i think it was it was church no there was who was the assassin that was trying to get church in the very beginning it was church and tex that was tex that was trying to kill him no, but there was the other guy. I think it was in Wyoming. Yeah. Oh, the, the, yeah. There we go. That was like season mm-hmm. five. Yeah. And then they ended up in like Sidewinder at one point. And then yep. my, there was like multiple churches who keep on coming through because yep. they couldn't stop fucking up. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. See, uh, good writing. I, th- I thought that was enjoyable. It was really fun. There was also um, at one point because of how I think the entire game re- or the entire world reset. So then they ended up in Doom. <laughs> And it was it was like church talking to Sheila back then, and then he had to like stay there until it, um, it turned into the modern time where they ended up in Halo Two, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you you got that right. Yep. I I really enjoyed Red vs Blue, man. <laughs> You're describing season three. I think season three is my favorite because that's the time travel season. Like he goes back yes. to the first two seasons yes, and he's like, yes, yes, they explain yes. everything, why everything happened because it was his fault because he went back in time. I was like, <laughs> that's, what? That's so cool. It's funny writing. I love it. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, the person who whoever wrote that, who was the writer for that? So the guy that wrote it is the CEO of not the CEO. He's uh, the creative director of rooster teeth. His name is Bernie mm. Burns. He's the voice of church. I thought so. Okay. Yeah, because I remember hearing a bunch about the the church person, the guy who did the voice acting. I was like, "Why is he such a big person?" Now I know he's the fucking guy who was writing most of the stuff. Yeah, um, he created the he, he created the company Red vs. Blue. Uh, I'm sorry, Rooster Teeth. He created the company Rooster Teeth to house Red vs. Blue. Mm-hmm. God, dude, that's fucking amazing. I I honestly should probably give it a rewatch. It's been a long overdue. I love that series. It's yeah, I mean, now that you're playing Halo again, might as well rewatch it. Mm-hmm. So it you. You watched up to like season fourteen. You said I watched like, up to the current season sixteen now, and oh I God. I hate it. <laughs> I really don't well, like it that much. What's wrong with it? Like what what's what's going it's, on? Ah, uh, they're it's like convoluted. Yeah, they're just. It's just getting weird. Like, uh, hearts. <laughs> no, it's it's a lot simpler than that. <laughs> oh, simpler? Is it yeah. also cleaner? Uh, so, no, please. <laughs> clean. Sorry. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. It's it's like they're going into space, and they're they're like the whole point of the story is they're trying to go home, and there's like all this time travel stuff, but like parallel universes. It's just it's getting really strange, and I I personally don't like where the series is going, mm. but I mean, there's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> yeah. You can send an angry fan later. You can be like, hey, you guys yeah. need to stop. Yeah. Stop right now. This is no longer the red versus blue just, on you. Just stop. Stop it, please. Stop. You're... Stop it. He's already dead. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> God damn. 
But yeah, that that's our, our love for Halo is actually really apparent. I didn't realize you were such a big fan of Halo. Yeah, I I, I do. I love it so much. I love it a lot. Um, it's just I don't have an Xbox. It's just ironic. It's like you love something so much, but you don't own it. Mm. <laughs> I, I actually own um, Halo Two on PC for Windows Vista, and mm-hmm. it's pretty Windows much Halo. Vista. Yeah, that's what it says. This is Halo Two for PC on Windows Vista, um, and I. I haven't installed it on my current computer, but it's it's Halo Two. I mean, you got the single player, you got the multiplayer. You just um, it's just Halo Two on PC. Mm-hmm. But for me, playing Halo has always been with an Xbox controller, so it's different. Did you ever do the glitches in Halo? The glitches in Halo. You've never done the glitches. Oh yeah, I I have done some of the glitches, but mm-hmm. we were always distracted by the mods. <laughs> oh, oh f- god damn yeah you had the cooler stuff never mind yeah yeah because we played mostly multiplayer my brother and i just played single player just to beat all the games and say that we did it yeah my bad i'm sorry we were okay. cool enough so we Don't had to apologize. do all the mods yeah, yeah, yeah we, we had to do all the glitches my bad not mods <laughs> but we, we, the glitch is like a- getting the soccer ball stuff like that wait what soccer ball jesus christ are you sure you're not talking about mods i didn't know about no 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 no, no. if you on in halo 2 if you push a banshee through the tunnel when you go underground with the scorpion tank, like there's a bunch of banshees that fly at you. If you if you steal a banshee and fly it through the end of the tunnel, you can fly up upon the buildings. Like this is before the scarab starts shooting the bridge. Remember the whole mm-hmm. bridge sequence? Sequence. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, no, this is after that. So this is after the bridge sequence with this tank, and then um, it's it cuts to inside the tunnel. So you're going into the tunnel, and then. There's a bunch. There's like two banshees that start flying at you. If you hijack one of the banshees and fly it out of the tunnel, then you can find this giant soccer ball. <laughs> That's it. Like, <laughs> it's just a, it's just an Easter egg. Yeah, and there's some skulls you can find, but by glitches, what were you talking about? Um, one of my favorite ones is on a certain multiplayer map. If you get, I think it's uh, I forgot what it's called. Um, it's like the covenant vehicle but it's like not a wraith but it's the pink one it's like it holds up to four people oh yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. on one of the stages i don't remember which one but it's like um it's like this wasteland place with metallic leftovers and stuff like that um i can't describe it that well but there's like this area where like it 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 include like this the god how do i fucking describe this there's like these mountains that enclose so then there's like this spot where you can where one person could just like stay in this corner not i guess corner corridor corner they would stay there but you could charge the vehicle into them and if they jump at the right time they would boost all the way up until the top of the map and then from there, what you would do is like you would you would have them appear over like the top of the map so that people can see them. And then what what people would have to have is a rocket launcher and a, a sword. So they would take the rocket launcher, zoom in on the person and immediately switch over to the sword and sw- and use it. And then they would fly across the map, just like you were mentioning with your yeah. little mod. But oh. instead of that, you're using like actual the actual like weapons and stuff like that and then you would be on top of the map just fucking around and having fun I-, I loved it a lot gotcha um there were a lot of other glitches uh like banshing catapulting well that's not even a glitch it's more so just using the equipment you had um and yeah just just 
having a lot of fucking fun because that game was great. Yeah, the physics were definitely different, and that's actually how Red vs. Blue got started, I believe. I remember watching a documentary about the founders of, Red, of uh, Rooster Teeth, and they were saying that they were watching a video of a guy uh, in Halo 1, and he was using grenades to flip a warthog. And mm-hmm. so they thought it was so cool that first he was capturing the video of the game, and second that he was doing something unique. Like just, he was basically, he wasn't flipping with the warthog. He was throwing grenades underneath it to see how far it would fly up. Mm-hmm. And I think he glitched it so that it could fly far, like really, really far up. Um, and so that's kind of the inspiration for Red versus Blue. It's like, well, why don't we record that? And it's just like, try doing the, the warthog flip. So yeah, like you, I, I also was like experimenting kind of with the game and like trying to do all the little glitches and stuff just to see how far Hell? I would get. It stemmed from that? That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, let's make a show about this. Crazy, right? Fuck? Well, I mean, oh my God. when you got time, you got time. Yeah, well, I mean, look what it what it, it evolved into. Yeah. Like they have a full-on, like, Red vs. Rooster Teeth now because of that. That's amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Halo's great. Halo's great. Yeah. I love it. Um. So moving off from Halo, we spent a lot of yeah, time. Yeah, we about d- Halo. we definitely had a very big <laughs> tangent with Halo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on from Halo, what <laughs> are your top three games that you're looking forward to this year? Um, okay, I haven't played all of the games that I would need to in order to play it, but it's looking great. Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, one of my friends has actually played. All the games required to play Kingdom Hearts oh, three. Oh my god! And I'm like, I'm like, dude, uh, that's that's intense. I tried. We have. I remember how I said I got Black Friday sale the 1.5 and 2.5. Yeah. Um, got that for like twenty dollars, and I tried Kingdom Hearts and I hated the gameplay. Really? <laughs> it's it aged very poorly. Uh, I see. Not 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 good. Not good. Um, so I stopped that like a long time ago and haven't gone back to it. Um, but I have been seeing a lot of cool things for Kingdom Hearts 3. It looks really great. It looks very grand. So many things are happening. I'm hoping it holds up to what people are expecting of it. Because that game has been in the development cycle for a while as well. As like the other ones like King- or Final Fantasy and now Shenmue 3. Because I didn't know about how long it's been in the development cycle. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Cool. I remember um, people bought a PS3 just to get Kingdom Hearts 3 because they thought it was going to come out for the PS3. Turns oh, out they're fools. wrong. Those yeah. fools. I wonder what they got instead. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Probably nothing. That sucks yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, another game I'm looking forward to is Fire Emblem. Uh, cool. Three Houses. I really want to play that. I love Fire Emblem. I think I've mentioned that before. Yep, yep. <laughs> Many times. Okay, never mind. Then I won't gush any longer. No, 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 no. But yeah, yeah. I, I you can gush. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think I've, I think I've said all I've said. Like I played all the previous Fire Emblem games except for like the more hardcore ones because those ones are too hardcore. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of the elitists who will be like, "Yeah, you didn't even play the good ones." I was like, "Dude, fuck off." I enjoyed the ones I played. Um, <laughs> I played like the 3DS ones where they basically revived the series. There's Fire Emblem Awakening, Fire Emblem um, Shadows of Valencia. There's Fire Emblem Fates. I played Fire Emblem, the one with Lin in it and the one with Roy in it. Uh, I didn't finish them because those were actually really hard. But yeah, beyond that, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to an actual console Fire Emblem because I wasn't able to play Radiant Dawn or Dawn... Radiant Dawn and Path of Radiance. 
Mm. I wanted to play those. Um, but yeah, uh, I didn't get to play the, uh, a full-on console Fire Emblem, so I'm looking forward right. to this one. And fun fact. Fun fact about uh, Fire Emblem. Did you know that Fire Emblem's w- popularity in the West is actually due to Smash Brothers? Because, yes, yes, because yeah, they added them melee. in the melee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martha and Roy, people got curious. Yep, yep. Which was a very smart move. Um, goodness gracious, because after that, like, Fire Emblem, I think, started getting localized. Yeah. And the thing is, it wasn't as popular because I think at the time, Advanced Wars was also there, which was a very similar game, but more militaristic. Right, yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was doing poorly. But then the resurgence happened when they made Awakening, which was supposed to be the last Fire Emblem game they would ever make. But because of how many ideas they actually chalked into there and how successful it turned out, they're like, hey, we're gonna re- we are, we're having a revival. So then they ended up bringing Fates and then Shadows of Valencia. And now they're going to have three houses. And they are doing they did that stupid Fire Emblem here, or not Heroes, Fire Emblem warriors i hate warrior oh, games. i hate oh. games. i'm sorry i think I've, uh, i think i've told you this before i fucking hate Musou games yeah i remember oh. playing i was like you know what back in the ps2 days i was like i got dynasty warriors 4 i'm like all right this game is sweet and then mm-hmm. i'm like they have one piece they have gundam they have samurai yeah. they have naruto i think naruto is it Naruto? Mm-hmm. i don't know they have like I, i'm not too sure but i just yeah. know they have it for almost everything now yeah the Zelda? They have Legend of Zelda characters? Yeah, the Zelda one. I actually, I wanted to play that one because it's a Zelda game. I yeah. didn't. <laughs> I might Jesus. get it. I might get it. Isn't there, is there a version for the Switch? Yes, it's uh, called mm-hmm. the Deluxe Edition or something. Mm-hmm. I would get it only because, uh, you know, it's Zelda and there would be a, a storyline to it. Kind it's also of, co-op. Slip screen co-op. Oh, it is. Yeah. And I could play, I could play Ganon, never mind. Maybe I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe 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 but, um yeah i just i i cannot do musou games because it's just it's so mindless i don't have to think when i play it yeah yep you just kill a bunch of dudes in one space dude, and you're dude, done. i think more playing super mario party <laughs> that's like, true I think more. True. You, you look at the fucking board you count how many t- how many it is for an item or whatever board you, or whatever things you're gonna do you yeah. even strategize with certain characters like oh this guy gives me fours oh this person gives me threes oh it's fucking i think more on that than i do a fucking muso game <laughs> yeah and in, in the warriors games it's like square square triangle square square it's, square square exactly. square 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 triangle that's how i played it on the ps2 at least mm-hmm. no that's that's the formula and then you may get a you may or may not get a special move and you may or may not use it and i'm just like this is the same thing over and over again and it's not even done in a way that i enjoy it so that's why i cannot deal with muso games at all and yeah. i don't i mean if you guys like it that's perfectly fine i'm just gonna judge you for it because it's <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> listen <It's>... everyone <sighs> jaris does not like muso games and he does not like mumble rap so make sure you email him all your recommendations yeah. for mumble rap and muso games i will be so upset if i start getting <laughs> shit done on mumble rap like when my friends tell me hey dude Check, listen to this listen to this banger i'm like all right let me listen to it it's fucking mumble rap i'm just like all right <laughs> i'm never listening to your music ever again you've lost you've lost the uh, ox privileges uh that's um, funny so <laughs> but okay so there there is kingdom hearts 3 and then fire emblem three houses uh-huh and honestly what other game is there that i can look for i don't know i can't think of another one um i don't think it's gonna come into the u.s i don't think it's gonna be localized but 
there's this really cool looking JRPG uh, fantasy, you know, all that stuff. It's like a open world, and it's from this game, this mobile game called Grand Blue Fantasy. Um, I've seen these amazing trailers for it. Uh, let me see if I can find it and link it inside the the Discord. Uh, it actually looks really fucking beautiful, and I want it to. I want to play it. I don't think it will get localized, but if that is a game that will come out, then I will tell you right now. Yeah, I'm looking very looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Side games, side games. Um, Grand Blue Fantasy, PS4. This game looks phenomenal. Uh, where's the original trailer? I'm going to link it, and I hope you guys check it out. This is just like the. Where should I put it in? Just the general or Oh, um put it put it in announcements. Okay. Sweet. Please. So Thank you. This one, this is just them uh just like the main female uh person character and she is just like roaming around. It's just showing you the world and this is the gameplay. Um oh. it's it's really fucking cool, dude. Like you can totally look at the second one. I think oh yeah, the second one shows the the roaming around and then you can go to the battle for it um in like the third oh cool mark. it, it kind of looks like a dynasty warriors game <laughs> like a no, little bit no 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 <laughs> no 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 stop <laughs> don't say that okay you square, can, square, you, square 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 you're tilting me you're okay no, i'm just kidding know, i'm just mind. kidding you know what guys never mind it looks like no 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 game. i'm, I'm just kidding i'm just kidding I, I, my dreams are, are you're not I'm gonna, gonna play okay, let me go think of another game that i'm gonna go enjoy <laughs> no, for, uh, no it looks awesome i want to play it too oh, i want to play whatever. too whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay what are your games that you're the three games that you're looking forward to before I go into that, just I just want to say uh, there's a really funny memory that popped up when we were talking about these Musou games. Oh um, in Dynasty Warriors, you can play split screens co-op, and mm-hmm. when your Musou meter fills all the way, you can press circle, at least on the PS versions, mm-hmm. and it'll activate that special move where you just kind of like rampage and just move forward. You're like swinging your sword like all crazies because you're supposed to hit a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I remember, and when you do it together, when you're playing with another player, like it sinks and so the camera like rotates around both of you in this really cool like looking camera movement and like like yeah it looks it looks like a badass like movie scene um and i remember my brother and i did it at the same time except there was no one around us so we were swinging our swords around like idiots (laughs) it was like (laughs) one of my favorite memories (laughs) because it looks like oh it's so badass like but everyone around us is already dead and so we're just like swinging our swords at nothing (laughs) it's just overkill at that point yeah it's like star wars kid you know or or like you know just like swinging like you're like a little kid, like swinging your sword around, like yeah, 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 and then you're like swinging it at nothing. Stop um, it! He's already dead. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the the three games that I'm looking forward to this year, mm-hmm. there's quite a few. So I'll just mention three of them. Yeah. Um, one is Animal Crossing on Switch. <gasps> oh yeah, that's right. That's definitely Wait, okay. it's coming I, out we, this. We had to pause already. How? Yeah. Why do you like Animal Crossing? What? What's good about what, it? What's the appeal? What, I've tried um, New Leaf. I've tried that one. You know, so you played it. and You didn't like it, but you like using the characters in Smash, right? I like Isabel. Yes, you, you saw me playing against Shogo. <laughs> yes, of course I did. But you don't like the games themselves. It's I. I can't get into it. It's just like you. 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 It's a life simulator, right? Yeah, I'd say that, and yeah. and then again, this game style isn't for everyone. Yeah, no, um, I I can I mean I was playing it for a bit, but to me I was I played it for like a good maybe two three hours, and after that I never played it again. I just couldn't really get into it. It wasn't my cup of tea. 
So I'm just wondering, yeah. like, what's the appeal? The appeal, that's the other thing too. It's like, people are weird when it comes to video games. There's a game called Job Simulator, and people want to play that. There's a game, like, truckers play Truck Simulator. Yeah, it's like, I why would you play those. a game? Yeah, why would you play a game of something that you do in real life that you have to do, like, the next day? So, for me, it's like, when I when I grew up playing games on the GameCube, oh, Animal Crossing you? was one of them. Oh, okay, that makes more sense, because I didn't get to play that, and I wanted to. Yeah. And when I was a kid, the game is about exploring a town, naming the town, first of all. You can name the town whenever you want. You can name your character whatever you want. Um, and you can um, basically put your house somewhere and do whatever you want. Um, so the game game is kind of limited in that it, it's not, it didn't look like the versions that we have now. The characters were a lot like shorter and stubbier. Um, the, the town was divided into blocks. And by that, I mean like... When you're playing New Leaf, it's like kind of like on a giant log, but for for the older version, it was on like a like an isometric kind of view, mm-hmm. and so each section had to load in a way where um, it, we we'd you'd walk one to one end of the square, and then it would load the second part, mm-hmm. and you that's how the whole map looked like. It wasn't like all one continuous like loaded thing. Um, so yeah, we, my brother and I grew up playing that game. I think our parents bought us that at one point for one of our birthdays, yeah. and we both played it. And we're like, "Oh, this is actually pretty fun because it's it's the same reason why I watch the show called Terrace House. It's like <laughs> something about the mundaneness of life is yes. really interesting to me. And playing a game where I get to be a human, uh, the only human in a town full of animals, and work at a job and get money from it, and um, like buy things and decorate my house. It's kind of like an extension of uh, of what my cravings are as a person. Like, I want to go to the mall and I want to buy clothes, but I also don't want to spend money. I can buy a game that I can feel gratified in doing that in, in a certain sense. At least that's how I kind of picture it. It's like, okay. why do that in the outside world and spend real money when I can spend real money for something that I can do inside of a virtual world and not really have any real world consequences other than I'm quote unquote wasting my time or using my time differently. Nah, if you're enjoying it, you're not wasting time. Is how I feel. It. Yeah, and then um, on a vacation in Hawaii at a GameStop, my dad bought my brother and I a Game Shark for Animal Crossing on GameCube oh, okay. that gave us like millions of dollars. So <laughs> broke the game right there. Yeah, and it also unlocked everything, and so we're like, all right, the game's done. <laughs> oh man, there there is no end game to Animal Crossing, and that's one of the appeals as well. It's like mm. you can play the game indefinitely and everything will be the same mm-hmm. but things will also be different like people will move out the game is always playing when you're not there mm-hmm. so neighbors will move out it'll be your birthday like the mail will come in but you don't check the mailbox um yeah like people come and go it's it's like things deteriorate over time like it's 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 a unique kind of experience and the gamecube one definitely had a lot of features that paved the way for the current animal crossing ge- Animal Crossing generation. So um, my brother and I bought the DS versions because there was Wild World on the DS. And then uh, we didn't buy City Folk. City Folk was the one on the Wii. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did play New Leaf on the 3DS. And one of the cool things about the 3DS version was you can um, visit other people's towns from different countries. Um, And um, you can also... No, sorry. You can do that in previous versions. Sorry. You can visit other people's houses when they're... Even if they're not there, using this feature called the 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 dream house, mm-hmm. dream suites, I forget. But you can go there and, and um, as you know, the 3ds has street pass capabilities. Mm-hmm. So 
it kind of takes that data and analyzes it for the current games that you have. Um, when I went to Japan in 2013, that's the height of kind of like when the 3DS was out and people, everyone had 3DSs and they're playing um, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing New Leaf came out in 2013 and I happened to go to Japan at the same time. So I brought my copy of New Leaf with me. And when I was walking around Tokyo, I was um, street passing oh with people because at the time everyone Probably in Tokyo had. Right. Yeah, everyone at the time had street pass. So in the game Find Me, which is like kind of like a role playing like adventure game that's built into the 3ds oh, I itself know what you're talking about yeah 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 when you street pass with people you get their little me character and they can like fight mm-hmm. uh for you in like a dungeon scenario so every day i would just be walking around tokyo doing my you know doing whatever going from one destination to the next and lo and behold i would have like 10 people already stacked up in like in a matter of five minutes it was cool it was a really cool experience of course i don't know if people still play those kinds of games on the 3ds since the switch is now yeah, the most popular like the thing i really yeah and I, and I really do miss that street pass thing mm-hmm. because it kind of built a community when you when you street pass with people on the street uh, and you opened up your 3ds and you checked like where these me's came from it'll say the name of the me um where where they hailed from in japan like it would say like kanagawa prefecture or tokyo prefecture or osaka prefecture and um, it'll show you like what the character looks like. So it was really cool that you can kind of see the different styles that people built their me up to be to either make it look like themselves or make it look like Sonic the Hedgehog, et cetera, et cetera. Or like a weird, or like Captain Akbar from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. I digress a little bit, mm-hmm. but yeah, for me, Jairus, to answer your question overall, Animal Crossing is a game that I feel like I can kind of escape to. Okay and be myself but also not be myself you know if that makes sense okay so the thing is i actually have that in my digital library for the 3ds so i could download it at any time yeah very tempted to download it after this and just play it before i go to sleep it's definitely one of those games that you could just play before you go to sleep and it's a fun game to play in short bursts Mm -hmm. because you don't have to play it every day yeah. and you don't have to play it for a long period of time you can but again the game is based on real real time like the clock moves at the same time okay uh or the real clock moves so if it's 11 if it's 11 p.m here it's 11 p.m in the game time certain events happen at night certain events happen in the day like they celebrate all the holidays like christmas mm-hmm. right now you can like build a snowman because it's probably snowing in your town it's like there's a lot of different things that go on in animal crossing that they're just stacking up for future games and everything got bigger and bigger and bigger so i'm hoping that for this version of um the on the switch i hope that there's like the ultimate version of animal crossing that will come out so um yeah again i feel like i would appreciate it more now because uh the way you you uh you kind of made it very appealing where it's like it's something that you could always come back to but the game is always running in like real time yeah and then there's different things happening it's it's an ever-changing game and i'm just like that's actually somewhat appealing um i'll yeah, I think I'll probably just download it uh, before I go to sleep and try it out. Because uh, sometimes, yeah, I, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes I find myself opening up my 3ds to see what I'm like currently, what I left, and I'd be like, "Oh shit, I forgot I was doing that." And I feel like if it was Animal Crossing, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, this game's gone." And I was like, "I guess I could see what's going on." And I just check it out. Uh, yeah, I feel like I should. Yeah, I'm probably gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely check it out. I. I don't know if I can. I was not trying to convince you. I was just trying to make a statement. Oh, don't worry. But it's, I, it's okay if yeah. you convince me. That's fine. That means you're selling something. 
<laughs> I mean, you already have it. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I don't have to buy it, but you're selling me to re-download it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, if you don't like it after you play it again, it's, it's whatever, you know, like the game definitely isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. The person that likes Call of Duty isn't going to play a game like this. <laughs> Because, like, if you're into shooters, you're into shooters. A lot of people have one-track mind when it comes to games, and mm-hmm. some people don't, and that's fine. That's just the way that games are built. Like, that's that's the beauty of the gaming community is, like, there's always something for everyone. Yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, what other games do were you uh, looking forward to? Oh, man. I have a I have a list in front of me, <laughs> and I don't know which ones to pick. But, um, so, moving from Nintendo, I'll say the next one I'm looking forward to is Cyberpunk 2077. Wait, you said for it's, from Nintendo? That's not going to be on Nintendo. What? No, I said moving, oh, moving, moving away on. from okay. Nintendo. I was like, hold the fuck yeah. up. No, 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 no. I, I, if it comes to Switch, that'd be interesting, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it will. Yeah, uh, you probably have seen the trailers during E3 yeah, I don't or know heard about this about. game. What is it, like a, a shooter? So it's a first-person open-world RPG game. Think Skyrim, but with guns in the future. So GTA, but um, in the future. It's kind of, yeah. It's... Um, it's from the same developers that made The Witcher 3, CD Projekt Red. And this game has been in development hell for quite a while now. There's been like rumors and speculation, but this past year, E3 2018, they finally revealed some working gameplay footage and people went ham over this. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is actually based on a board game. No way. Yeah, I believe... I forgot the name of it. Cyberpunk 20-something. But it's set in the future, obviously, and uh, you play each each uh person plays a different character and there's different stats you have and etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. uh and so the whole concept is that you're this character living in this world and you i forget what what type of profession you have but everyone's like a cyborg and yeah it's um it's an interesting game and i i really like cyberpunk as a genre and i i'm really interested in to see where this game goes because it kind of looks like it's that neon 80s look to oh, it yeah. combined with like really rad music action um like science fiction it, it look it's like if they made blade runner into a video game it would be this <laughs> and this is the closest thing i can get to a blade runner video game so i'm gonna choose it mm-hmm. okay so that that's yeah. another one that you're looking forward to i haven't really is there any gameplay out no there isn't right yes yeah they uh, they released a forty minute gameplay okay, so they did, demo. They did. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. So check that out and check that out on YouTube. You can watch all of it. They, they explain all the mechanics, how the game works. They go from like shooting to um, buying things to uh, driving the car. Like you, your character owns a really sweet ride. Mm-hmm. So okay, I'll, I'll I'll check it out. I mean, there's a lot of things I'm gonna be doing. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking download Animal Crossing after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And then what's your last? One? Um, the last one for me is Ghost of Tsushima oh, I on PS4. That was a thing. That's right. That was the yeah. picturesque looking one where a lot of the scenery yeah. just is, looks phenomenal in the game. Yeah. Um, the only thing that bothered me from the E3 trailers was the the, the dubbing, the voice oh, acting. Yeah. Well, the, the flute too, <laughs> but like the the voice acting. I wouldn't say it's dubbing since it's created by an American studio, but they did say they will have Japanese voiceover, which is interesting, since. If they're dubbing it with Japanese, that's the dub, if you think about it. Yeah, so I I, uh, I cannot wait to play that game. It's a third-person, open-world, action-adventure RPG set during the Mongol one of the Mongol invasions of Japan, and it takes place on a real-world island called Tsushima. 
and the whole island, as I understand, is uh, accessible by the player. You can mm-hmm. like go from one end of the island to the other. It's not a very big island, like to us. I think I think it's about the size of Taiwan, but the whole thing is like rendered out, so you can just walk across it. I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And you play this guy who I think your fa- whole family was murdered, your whole village was murdered, oh, and now you're out for revenge. And you're like slowly taking down all these different people that killed your family. So I think that's it's gonna be such a cool game. Mm-hmm. And it's made by the same studio that made um, Infamous, the Infamous games. If you're familiar with that, yeah. what are they called? Sucker, Sucker Punch, Punch Studios. Studios? Punch Studios yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's something I'm really looking forward to. Um, and kind of my honorable mentions, and I don't really want to go into them too much, but I will. Yeah, I'll just mention them. Um, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which is fr- uh, the game from From Software. Yeah. Shenmue 3, as I mentioned earlier. Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, shit. I never played the the second one. Oh, the second one's on 3DS. Mm. It's pretty good. And also, the first one got remastered for the 3DS as well. Oh, wow. Just recently. Um, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, Psychonauts 2, yeah, Pokemon Switch, oh, um, yeah, Jedi... Cool. Jedi. Jedi Fallen Order, which is a Star Wars game from Respawn Entertainment, the guys that made Titanfall, which is kind of interesting <gasps> because I'm trying to f- figure out what game this is going to be. Yeah, yeah. And the final one on my list that I'm really looking forward to is Wolfenstein Youngblood. Is that like a sequel to 2? Or Wolfenstein? Yes, okay. yes. It's a sequel to 2. And it's, it's kind of surprising because I thought they would continue with uh, BJ Blazkowicz, the main character, mm-hmm. in the sequel. Because I was really looking forward to the liberation of the United States. But it actually takes place in the 80s, 20 years after the end of the second game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you play as BJ Blazkowicz's daughters, twin daughters. Mm-hmm. So everyone's thinking that this game's going to be co-op. And I do hope it's co-op. I hope it's split-screen co-op specifically. Because it's about damn time when we have some more shooters that are split-screen mm-hmm. co-op. Yeah, you co-op. back to the Halo. <laughs> yeah, Halo was like... Oh, dude, Halo was like the, the standard for split-screen co-op shooters. It really was. If, like, yeah, like, you can play the whole fucking campaign together. Like, you don't really, you can't do that anymore in a lot of games. And I miss that so much. Yeah, dude, that's uh, why it was such a good game. I know, dude. Oh, my God. Like, uh, one one person drove, one person manned the turret. Oh, like, oh, it's so oh good. God, you're so right. Oh, my fucking Yeah, God. oh, I, I remember doing it with my brother, like, mowing down, like, grunts and elites. It's, like, on the field. Like, yes, oh, it's so exactly. cool. You can't do that in, like, any other shooter games like that. Mm. Like, uh, Yeah, I think the coolest... On the same screen, too. The coolest thing was the fucking vehicle part. Like, they didn't have to add that in at all, but they did. It was so cool. Well, no. Yeah. For some of the driving, yeah. I, I think that the fact that they did that at all was just really awesome. God. Yeah, it's just like the, Halo. Halo was a, a bolt of lightning that it's it's hard to strike twice, but they did mm. with Halo Two and Three. I, I love Halo Three a lot as well. Yeah, my brother likes Halo Three a lot. I I liked Halo Two the most, which is really funny. yeah. I I I totally get that. <laughs> I I just love the opening cinematic of Halo Three when she's like, just shows like you know the night sky and she's like, they let me pick. Mm-hmm to choose anyone that I wanted. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this game's going to be epic. <laughs> it was like, your luck or something. I don't remember what she said. Just like, yeah, yeah. Something about how lucky yeah, you but are. There was a whole speech. Choose you or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so fucking badass. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. 
Ugh, the writing in Halo is impeccable mm. for video games. I love games. how this, this, uh, this podcast, episode, podcast episode turned into like Halo appreciation. <laughs> I know, right? We're talking about, we're supposed to talk, we're supposed to talk about 2019, but we're talking about Halo. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> cool. mind. I, I, I love it yeah. either way. But yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Um, so we're closing the podcast soon. Mm. We're nearing the end, but we do have one question. Yes. This question is from a listener. Her name is Elisa. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> hey, Elisa. <laughs> it, it's it's the Elisa, by the okay. way. Um, since she wasn't going to be on the podcast, she wanted to ask a question. And so technically there's two questions in here. Mm-hmm. So her first question is, the Battle Royale trend is going to phase itself out like any other phase. Mm-hmm. What is your wild prediction on the next big That's thing? That's a really cool question, actually. And her second question is, who is your bayest gaming character crush of all time? Oh, okay. Um, So I want you to answer the first one first, and I'll answer the first one after you. That is super hard. What? Okay. What was the What was the previous trend before um, Battle Royale? Do you Do you remember? Was zombie games? Zombie games. Okay. Yeah. Zombie games still involved shooting, and it was multiplayer. This one is. Yeah, because I'm. I remember uh, like Left 4 Dead kind of kicked that mm-hmm. off, and then it went to DayZ, and then all these like sub things came off of DayZ. Yes. There was like H1Z1, the War Z, and then H1Z1 created King of the Hill or King of the Kill or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and then that became the guy who created that created PUBG, and then you know that spawned the whole battle royale thing. PUBG, Fortnite. Um, so then Fortnite is also a multiplayer kind of game with guns. That involves people in the battle in like an arena kind of doing thing. Maybe it's going to be another game. The next trend will be probably multiplayer. Obviously, it's probably going to be an arena MOBA kind of thing. Um, not MOBA really. Well, yeah, no, isn't Fortnite a MOBA? If you think about it, it's a multiplayer online battle arena. You put a lot bunch of players into one map, and I guess they just battle it out. Oh yeah, you're so right. Yeah. It's, well, it's I mean, it's people, on a scale. You, people, yeah. I I wouldn't classify it as a MOBA for this context. Yeah. Um. Actually, you make up a good point. But after the zombie phase, there was the MOBA phase, which is leagues ah, and you're Dota. Right, you're right. Which is still popular. Mm-hmm. And before the zombie phase, it was I think personally this, before the zombie phase was uh, the shooter genre, which is like Counter Strike. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like got people's interest in making more shooting games, and then became from shooting games, from shooting each other to shooting zombies, from shooting zombies in each other to playing League of Legends and Dota, <laughs> <laughs> then to shooting each other again. God, uh, I but yeah, you bring a good point, MOBA. Hmm. I don't know. That's hard. That's a really hard question. How do you... What? I wish she was here. I could be like, what do you think is... Because that's such a hard question. Yeah. it. And you also can't predict the future. Like, you know, fidget spinners were like two oh years ago, right? God. And that phased out like so fast. And that, that wasn't even gaming related. But Fortnite, even today, even though... It, even though it like started like oh, what like a year ago, a year and a half ago, it's still the biggest game of the entire world right now, and arguably two thousand nine, League of Legends was the biggest game in the world at that time. So, peop- it's it's really hard to tell what people will like in the future. You know. God damn it! I'm still trying to think of this because it's hard. I I'll, I'll say something. Yes, please, um, by all means, it might spark something in me. Trading card games. 
Really? I think that's going to be the next phase. People are going to get physical oh, trading cards. I have a good idea. I have a They're going to get these things on their wrists. Mm-hmm. We'll call them uh, dual discs, all right? <laughs> uh, they yes. will they will play the cards on the dual discs, and little holograms of monsters will come mm-hmm. out, and they'll fight okay, each other. Sure. And then um, maybe maybe some rich guy will have an island, you know, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and then he'll invite people, like, hey, let's fight, you know? They can have life points. And... Yeah, you'll you'll have these things called life points. Uh, if you lose all of them, maybe you'll die. I don't know. You just leave you the island or whatever. To something called the shadow realm, I think. Oh, that's a good oh, shadow. I like that term, shadow realm. <laughs> that's pretty good. I like oh, that. You know I like that. So you call it a Yu-Gi-Oh. You know that that sounds like it's copyright infringement. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Okay, what about? <laughs> but uh, yeah, Hogiyu. <laughs> I like that Hogiyu. That sounds uh, derogatory. I like that. I like that. Okay. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I really maybe maybe trading card games. No, on a more serious note, I really do think that maybe trading card games will be a big thing. Even though with Hearthstone and um... yeah, but like I didn't think that was a a, a phase though mm-hmm. because it was like MOBAs were the big thing at the yeah. time. But or maybe I just missed out the time between MOBAs and battle royale games. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, I think this is this is like a long shot in the dark. But um, I think superheroes are going to be a thing. And I feel like, not like a MOBA, but like a superhero kind of battle royale kind of. I, okay, no, she said what's going to phase out after battle royales. I don't know anymore. You know what? Maybe like. You know what? I, building off of that, I think maybe we can have a. I think you're what you're trying to say is something similar to a game called City of Heroes. And. I kind of redact my answer, even though I was kind of semi-serious. I think that maybe MMORPGs will become a bigger thing in the future with Battle Royale-ish elements, mm-hmm. but it's not, like, the focus of the game. Okay. Damn. Ah, fuck. What is City of Heroes? What? It's an MMORPG. Okay. It's like it's like a World of Warcraft, but superheroes. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't... But someone's probably going to tell me I'm wrong, but that's how I think about mm-hmm. it. Damn it! I, I don't know. I can't answer that question. I, I can't think creatively enough. Or, or maybe good. maybe it'll just like totally be something entirely different, where it's just like people just like do cute shit and cute things with cute. Have you ever heard of a game called Slime Rancher? <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe, maybe the next big thing will just be cute shit like that, and it'll just uh, be like maybe. on a multi-level multiplayer skill what if it's like an animal crossing but on a multiplayer level and people are just doing life simulator together what if that's that if that's the next I, big thing well, well uh, stardew valley already has that what? it's like basically it's already been done i can't think of anything original man <laughs> and what you're describing too could also be applied to like vr like everything vr could be the future as well mm-hmm. what if like a what i feel like what about like a um a VR full on fantasy battle or no medieval battle where um oh. where people where it's like you know how it's a battle royale for Fortnite and PUBG? Right. What if it's a battle right. royale with fantasy and medieval style where there's like a bunch of I feel like this is already a thing. I think I've I've I think I've heard this about I don't know if that's a real thing yet. I've seen a lot of shooting games mm-hmm. but like the the movement in those in those shooting games kind of look weird mm-hmm. because you know you're holding a controller and 
when you aim, that's pretty normal. But when you're moving around, you're using your thumbs. So if what you're describing has the same movement as these first-person shooters, then I think it might be a little strange. Mm. But, of course, everything has to start somewhere. Yeah. I don't so know. I could totally see, like, a medieval Battle Royale kind of game on VR. What if they're using, like, a, like a instead, like... Have you seen those full-on VR sets where they have, like, the, the movement pad? And they're in like a entrapped circle kind of thing that they can enter, and then oh, it's like that's what they yeah. like move in that, and then they just do other like movements to like strike and right. all that. I don't know, man. Well, like the like the haptic feedback suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like it's just a full on war, and everybody's just like fighting. And ah, oh, god damn it, what's that game called again? The one that came out where it's like a bunch of different fighters from different eras of the world, and like a oh, um, it's like chivalry. Yeah, chivalry, but then. It's fully immersive, I guess. I don't. I don't know, man. I. I don't know. So, like, what you're saying is, in the future, when everyone has VR sets, we can all live the Battle of Helms Deep. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> That'd be cool, actually. I would. I would that would be I really would cool. Really enjoy that. Dude, imagine being like an elf with a bow and arrow and just like shooting arrows at people, like with a pre- like really precision accuracy. Oh my yeah, God. You'd, you'd be, you'd be the God. And people would be like, Oh my God, I always want this guy on my team for the next game. <laughs> but it looks like VR chat. So it looks worse. Oh my God, VR chat. <laughs> is that, is that cloud shooting bows and arrows? <laughs> What's Barney doing here? <laughs> Barney, Barney is like your, your Lord and savior. Bar- Barney yeah. is like your, Shut up. Legolas. Yeah, you're Legolas basically. <laughs> Gimli's like fucking Elmo or something. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Aragon's like um, like Ang, the last Airbender or some shit. Oh, too too much fun, too much fun. That'll be the day. Okay, so yeah. the second question was, um, who's your biggest game crush of all time? Game character crush of all time? Video game character crush. Like your Bay, your Bay. Who's your Bay in video games? Mm-hmm. I think it'd be Zelda. And by the way, if for those that's listening, it's B A E, which means like, uh, how do you describe B A? Before Bay? How anyone do you know else, he... there we you go. Put that person before anyone else, basically. Yeah. Hmm. So for video games, I think it would be Zelda, actually. Breath of the Wild, Zelda. No, no, um. Actually, I don't know. Um, because you don't want that child, Zelda. No, 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 like no, no, pedophilia, no, no. Sh- right there. Shut up. <laughs> God damn it. No, um, <laughs> I was thinking. When she said, like, she, what was the question? Like, who? Who is your bayest game character crush of all time? Okay, never mind. I, I thought it was like, what's your first bay? Okay, never mind. Um, My most bayest video like, game overall. character. I guess Futaba from Persona 5. Okay. I actually really enjoyed that. Plus, the cool thing is that you actually got to date her in the game if you played it and all that stuff. So, you know, it was fucking great. I love that game. That game was great. Or... <laughs> Persona 5. Yeah, Persona Five is a good game. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go with that. That that one's a solid one. That, that's actually a, a good one. Um, describe that character for people that don't know, because I personally don't know who that Taba is. Taba is this. I think you've seen pictures of her. She's this orange-haired um, little introvert-looking girl. Um, because she she has glasses, very circular glasses. Um, it has these headphones that she always wears um, to the back, and she's like the hacker of the group um she her personality is like very subdued i guess no not really subdued she she's kind of awkward but she's working on becoming socially or socially adept and she does a lot of cute things in the game and she's a really like very 
wholesome character when you're like getting to know her and i'm just like oh i I can't this girl's too pure and i love it uh she's she's great i i feel like you might have seen pictures of her let me let me drop that real quick but yeah that's that's the one i like what about you oh man uh (laughs) you don't know yet i (laughs) there's like there's like a there's a couple (laughs) i think Mm. well to be fair the one one of the one of the ones that I'm thinking of is actually based on a real person, mm. so I don't really think she counts because her likeness is scanned from a video game. It's it's from Yakuza. Like oh, the, the actress's name is Yoko Maki, mm. and she's the bartender in Yakuza Six. I don't really count her, even though she's in video games, because she's already a movie star and TV star in Japan before all this. So I'm gonna say there's a game called Harvest Moon. It's a Wonderful Life on the GameCube. Oh, is it the and the blonde haired chick? Okay. Nope, it's not the blonde haired chick. It's the brown haired chick. Her name is Cel- Celia. I'm gonna have to look her up. Celia. Hold up, I'm gonna put. Yeah, it. she's cute. She's um, she's really hap- upbeat and happy go lucky. Celia. Um, Celia, it's a wonderful yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um. Oh. What the? This is for the GameCube. I don't remember. Oh yeah, I do remember her. Okay. I thought she was cute, but I like the blonde-haired one better. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel you. I feel you. To each his own. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'd say her, because um, you can marry that girl and you you just wife her so hard. Mm. So wife her so hard, you just make a little baby. That's, that's oh, yeah, how that's it happens. Right. You in do end up having babies in that game. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I think that that when I got that game. Because I got the game after Animal Crossing, and I was like, oh, I'm in the mood for another life simulator where I go farming. Uh, and in and, and Animal Crossing, you can't marry anyone. It's a very uh, monogamous game. Yes. yes. <laughs> and and when I found out you can marry someone in Harvest Moon, I was like, oh, shit, that's pretty cool. Uh, and of all the bachelorettes there, I was like, oh, Celia's the cutest for me personally. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that she's she's my, my bae. <laughs> My bae. I actually really liked yours because it's like very old school kind of art and all that stuff. Whereas mine is like so modern and shit. I'm just like Yeah. Oh, um but, Also like it's kinda hard to pick um uh, that kind of character growing up. Mm-hmm. Like in the, because like people will be like, Oh, Bayonetta or like, oh Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh mm-hmm. like I wanted to pick something that kind of I grew up with and kind of resonated with me a little bit more okay. since that was like a personal experience I had. Okay, well then, but, okay, um, fine then. Hold up, fucking, fucking. No, you could, you no, could I say know, that's no, fine. Like, I know mine is fine. It's just fine. Like, I, I do feel like I should. I feel like it should have been something that I, I couldn't help but crush on when I was a younger child. And I'm trying to think of one right now. Also, I thought that Daisy was pretty cute when I was growing up because of Mario Kart Double Dash. Hi, I'm Daisy. But. Yeah, I, I, like even though she does kind of sound annoying, I'm like, oh, that's she's kind of cute. But then I found out like she's like 14 forever or like 15 forever. Like that's what it's speculated to be. I'm like, is it weird if I still Wait, like her like that? 14 forever? <laughs> is she like cursed or something? I don't know. Like you know how characters don't really oh, age yeah, on yeah, video yeah, okay, games. I have no idea how old the Mario Brothers are, but they must be old enough to date these kind of girls. That's one way to put it. <laughs> I look, man. I think about weird things sometimes. <laughs> it's okay, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, fucking hold up. I'm trying to think of another one. Yeah, I can't think of. I I mean, just go back to Zelda from like a period of time when she was the princess. Look, 
That's fine. Uh, when she when you see her for the first time, I'm just like, oh my god, she's Bay. Yeah, Bay. There you go. If that's what you feel like was that it, then you know, yeah, go for like it, man. Fast Crescent Zelda. What the hell? <laughs> Malin was pretty cute too. If you remember, she was the mm-hmm. the, um, the girl who worked at the farm and the horses and all that shit. Yeah, the cows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's it. But yeah, so that's, I put a Futaba in the announcements if you wanted to see what she looked like. I'm pretty sure you. I did. Uh, there's no way you have not people, seen her. People, and yeah, I have there seen her. And people in the Discord are going to be like, "What the fuck is going I'm so on?" Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's funny. I love it. <laughs> but yes, that's Futaba. Futaba's the best. She's really cute, really adorable, really fun, cute personality, very wholesome. Love it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you'd say Zelda and Futaba, mm-hmm. and mine are Celia and Princess Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Varied. I like it. Very, very. I like it. I like varied. it. Yeah. Ugh. All right, man. Well, we've been going for an over like over an hour and thirty minutes okay, now, yeah, so that would be a good time to cut it's it time to close up shop. I got to get up for work yeah. tomorrow, and you got stuff to do tomorrow. I, so I, you should, I was gonna wake up at four, but no, I'm not gonna. I think I'm gonna sleep in until no, six. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah. Right. Okay. Um. All right, Jairus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. It's always a pleasure. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I especially loved the the long tangent for Halo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should just stop talking about it and just start playing. Yeah, it. exactly. All right. So, um, are you free next week? <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. I'll text Sounds you. Good. All right, buddy. So, Jairus, uh, thanks again for coming on. Um, anything you want to plug before we let's go? see. Nothing right now. I mean, I've I've been doing some cool work recently, but I don't know if it'd fall along the lines of uh, video gaming and all that stuff. Just know it does. I, yeah, I think it does. <laughs> the, I mean, I scored for like a medical commercial. I don't think that's very video gamey. Oh, I, I thought you meant just the stuff on your SoundCloud. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the SoundCloud stuff is is always there. Um, definitely check it out. Uh, I'm trying to add more things for everybody, or for I'm trying to make my own album, basically. But yeah. That's that's there's there's that and there's a lot of exciting things going on with me and Jeremy uh, this year too as well, but yeah, uh, that's all for me. Uh, we're gonna get married. No, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, uh, if people want to find your work on SoundCloud, where can they this go? Jiracy Music. Yeah, Jiracy uh, Music. At- is it it's soundcloud.com slash is that yeah, yeah, music there, there you go sorry okay. sorry I, I just assume yeah. everybody knows how to do it at this point yeah no worries no worries um just gotta you know do that for the for the people that don't know how to do it gotcha. <laughs> um for those that are listening um join our, join our discord gyrus is on our discord if you don't know how to get to his soundcloud you can just see his username there um go to www.downtime.live to see our blog uh click on our podcast links if you scroll all the way down to the bottom left of our website, you can find out how to join our Discord. Click on the word community and join our community. That'll take you to a hyperlink um, that you can click on that to join our Discord. Um, we have made some new rules in the Discord, and this is kind of a public announcement for those that are listening to the podcast and those that want to join the Discord in the future. Uh, there have been some unfavorable messages and bots that have kind of slipped oh, through no. some unfavorable users that slipped through to the discord and kind of posted some some things basically some porn bots okay. so um some new rules are if you are new to the discord you will see that 
you cannot comment on anything unless you've been a member for more than 10 minutes. You have to have a valid email and a valid account in order to, to join our Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, y- once you pass all these requirements, you'll be put into the listener's role list. Um, after that, feel free to comment, post, whatever you want. Um, unfortunately, we have to do this because uh, the current... Um, rules bot is not working properly on our discord. I'm still trying to figure out how to fix mm-hmm. that. But for the time being, we have to enforce these rules since I don't want any more of these like really profane and bad messages to come through. I don't want anyone to like click on any wrong virus laden porn links. Um, do that on your own time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you have any questions about how the discord works, please feel free to shoot us an email at contact at downtime dot live. Um, you can also, again, join our Discord and ask us their things there directly. We're always responsive on the Discord. We love talking to you guys. Um, you can submit us a question on our website by going to the contact page or going to the email, as I mentioned previously. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, <laughs> any closing words, Jairus, before we go? Um, no, not really. I'm just really happy that you brought me along, and I hope uh, to join again. Yeah, we'll have you on again, for sure, for sure. All right, everyone, thank you for listening to the 86th episode of Downtime Podcast. Have a good night. Bye.